skin bath do the math in my rather multiple hypothetical optics into my bag of tricks. Hearing me now, I'm recording. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Unrelated Filler Episode 3, where we just discuss um, anything mostly related to animation or just stuff, basically. Mostly random shit in general. This is literally an unre- unrelated to anything from the main podcast. But joining me today, I have Mike Hello. here to my left side. And then to my right, I have Mark and Juan. Hello. What's up? Yeah. Have you guys been? Uh, I'm all right. It's good, cold. good. I lost my charger. Mike lost his charger. I have no idea where it went, and my phone's died like several times. Therefore, his life is just in shambles exactly. right now. I mean, I have a computer, but it's like, I mean, I'd rather lay down on my bed or couch and just use it from there. And there's no there's no sense in putting your computer on your bed. It's just exactly. not the same. It's, it's fucking no stupid. Sense. And why would you have a laptop? That's a waste of money. All right. Just to make a hard, hard break into this, uh, how do you guys feel about Woody Woodpecker? Uh, indifferent. I I watched some episodes as a kid. I really have no opinion on it though. I mean, he has an annoying laugh. He has an yeah. annoying laugh. I feel like I watched more in Spanish than I did in English. I didn't even know Same. they had a Spanish dub for that. Yeah, topic. they had it in Spanish <laughs> in Canal Cinco, and um, and they're recently playing it again. I Are heard they? they got a movie yeah. going on in Brazil or something like that or what some shit. Yeah, apparently it was super popular in Brazil. So I'm I'm assuming they might actually huh. transfer the CG movie to Mexico since they're replaying everything. Uh, you telling me that? Huh. What, what, what the hell's up with like Mexico picking up and like the 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 Latino countries like picking up <laughs> uh, like titles Boy. and shit that like nobody really enjoys in their home countries. Well, you remember um, Top Cat? Yeah, I know Top Cat's really big in our. Argentina, I think. I think it's Argentina and Mexico. Yeah, like for because some reason it's like he's like super big over there. They've also released like straight just CG movies of Top Cat just for really? those areas. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember the cartoons vaguely, like watching them every now and then, and that would catch reruns on Boomerang. But it was never really anything that would be like, oh yeah, I fucking love Top Cat. Yeah, I remember <laughs> them coming up, and I was like, well, if I change the channel, I don't have to watch it. But yeah. I might as well keep it on here because it's something. So what brings up Woody Woodpecker? There's a new movie. Just that, like, but is it coming out in the United States? Or? No, it's strictly just for Brazil. It's only for Brazil. Only for smart. Brazil. <laughs> oh boy, it's a live action. You gotta find those Brazilian websites to stream it. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's a live action Woody Woodpecker movie with Woody Woodpecker as a CG thing. We gotta wait for them to sub it in in Japanese. <laughs> and then we'll translate it to Spanish. And then we'll translate it to Spanish, and then to Chinese, and then to English. And then the French can finally listen to it. And then the French can finally listen to it. <laughs> just, just listen. They can't read it because it'll, it'll still have the Chinese uh, like you know all the subtitles just hard coded over on each there. other. Yeah. will be hard subbed, so like okay. they'll just be like right over each other. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. yeah. Speaking Mexico of Mexico, getting... does this? Oh, go ahead, Mexico. No, what does Mexico do, Juan? Oh no! It's just that Mexico picks up random stuff. I, I like. I remember watching Chinese movies. Like my favorite one that I remember from my childhood was a, uh, the one where they're fighting in floats. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a random one. That's like you know the Chinese dragon, the float thing. Oh yeah, 
Well, they're they're fighting in those, and then like they're fighting in turtles and shit. It's a really old movie. Do you know what it's called at all, or do you just I do not like, remember? Know. This was when I was five. Ah. <laughs> so, are you sure it wasn't just a dream? Maybe. All right. I was just making it up. So, did anybody here watch Konosuba? Uh, no. Wait, Konosuba. The that oh, one anime. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I love that anime. <clears throat> I I can't wait for the next season. Well, you don't have to wait too long. Yeah. It's gonna be released on Thursday morning, uh, January eleventh. Oh shit! At one a.m. Ooh. And I don't know if you guys know which one it is. It's basically uh, you know, a guy guy dies and is brought to this goddess and he the goddess is like Well, if you want, you don't have to die. I could take you to this other world if you yeah. want. It it has a very generic plot and yeah. it plays with it in uh not so like, oh wow, super unique, but more like it it makes fun of it. Yeah. To an, like it. to a, a very hard extent to the point to where they have a literal Kirito in, in universe and they just right. shit on him. Yeah. They just shit on him real hard and it, it was it's really good though. I, I look forward to the next season of that show. Yeah. Hmm. Um one one thing that I didn't know about it was that apparently Crunchyroll uh streamed alongside the actual like airing of the show. Like when they aired it in Japan, Crunchyroll yeah. oh, they simulcast, simulcast stream? screen. Yeah. Simulcast. Yeah. It's always nice that. when they do that. Do they do that a lot? Uh, I mean, I know they do it quite often with a lot of more recent anime. I think one of the most notable ones, though, that they did was with Space Dandy, because the entire show was simulcasted. Yeah. They showed it on Toonami, uh, dubbed, ready to go, at the same time that they showed it in Japan. Mm-hmm. That I knew about. Mm-hmm. Only because it was, like, a big deal. Yeah, I love Dandy, though. It's a shame it didn't have a very big reception in Japan, but like to be fair, the creators of it were specifically targeting Western audiences with it. So, and I would imagine they were since they simulcasted it. Yeah, they 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 were they were going for it really hard, and it just goes to show that like the kind of shit that you can do when you're not hampered down by having to deal with like doing a lot of uh, stereotypes or like the usual shit. Yeah, I guess we'll see how the Furikuru uh, season two ends yeah. up coming out as. There is a there is also like they talked about a Space Dandy movie, and I don't know if it's still in the works or not. But I I mean I'm hoping it is. So I I'd like to see a full length movie. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'd probably go back and rewatch it. I've only I only saw the first two episodes of Space Dandy. Really? I thought it was alright. Yeah. Yeah, both seasons are really good. There are two seasons. Yeah, there's two seasons, and the <laughs> I OST was just like 26 episodes. Uh, it, it's two seasons, and the the OST for the show was fucking great. Like, it was amazing. You hear that, Juan? We got some watching to do. You got, some, got watching some watching to do, and it's episodic. You great really OST. Have to keep up. Uh, the main character's uh, he's he's quite relatable, in that he's a complete failure. <laughs> <laughs> I can well, relate okay. to that. Yes. <laughs> And while he's advertised as a breast man, he's really an ass man. Yeah, he, and I can appreciate that. I can I can appreciate ass man. You know, he he might be confused right now. He's trying to hide behind the popularity of the breast, but the ass yes. will slowly <laughs> take over. As uh, the saying goes, uh, what is it again? Breasts are life, but ass is hometown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, let's keep keeping on uh, the season twos. I wasn't the biggest fan of uh, and I enjoyed Attack on Titan from the beginning but then I fell off near the end oh, where Jesus. I stopped on episode 20 
But now they're releasing season two. I I read the manga before the anime came out. I didn't even know they were making an anime. It was just somebody suggested the... Actually, no. I was on my anime list because I didn't know what the fuck to look at. Mm. And I was in the manga section. And then I was like, let me click on a random thing. And it was like, look at Attack on Titan. And for the first, like hundred chapters i couldn't tell which character was which and i kept thinking other characters were other characters because the artist has um little to no artistic skill (laughs) and uh he slowly improves he very slowly improves throughout the manga but even in its current form it's like i haven't like actually gone back and fully read the recent chapters i've kind of just skimmed through them like his art style is still very very unrefined and like the anime takes it and like they 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 give it the whole uh, One Punch Man treatment where it looks a lot better than what the artist could have ever pulled off. And, like, I don't know. The anime, I actually fell off quicker than I did with the manga with the itself. Manga. I just, I don't know. It's not my cup of tea. I feel like it has some pacing issues. It does. To where, like, it starts off pretty, like, fairly quick and then it just slows down a it lot. It slows down it... to a crawl when you realize mm-hmm. that the, uh, that the uh, basement is uh, the One Piece is the one piece apparently they got to the basement my god in the late like eh, what's currently going on but Mm. nobody's told me exactly what's happened i think the only person that i know that reads it is our friend chris i just have a lack of interest mostly because like i feel like they wasted a bunch of opportunity with a lot of other things and like you said the pacing issues it's like the the manga and it's just rife with pacing issues like yeah it'll start off quick and then slow down and then it'll pick up again at inappropriate times and you're like i wish you would have fleshed that out but instead it just it just just speeds it it up i i've heard that the manga has like worse pacing issues than the anime did it does it's like uh like i think the worst offender was uh, towards the beginning when aaron was uh like going through his whole i'm a titan phase thing and they were trying to teach him they condensed his like training arc uh into like just a, like a couple of chapters or so and then he was like i am the titans now <laughs> and i was just like why like i mean they could have fleshed that out or made it at least difficult for this asshole to fucking do anything and on top of that like i don't mean to continue going but i fucking hate the main character like aaron? i mean there's a point where i can enjoy someone being really angry but aaron is like angry for <laughs> no fucking reason like a hundred percent of the time and then his autistic sister friend yonder <laughs> lover is like she gets to be way too much sometimes i'm like she is a detriment to the team like she's good but she's a detriment in the sense that she will gut her team members if it means saving her saving not Aaron. lover her not lover her, her not lover her uh, dream lover her dream lover all because he murdered uh the that dude in her past or whatever apparently pacing issues also like go on to the production because apparently it was announced in november 2014 to come out in 2016 god damn yeah (laughs) i didn't know that either (laughs) i mean i had heard there it got confirmed yeah has it really been two years yeah yeah i've been like wasn't that supposed to come out already yeah Yeah. where is the time an entire live action movie has come out before the second season where is time gone and um one more thing on the anime side one dragon, more time one more time <laughs> dragon ball super it's premiering on tsunami on oh, saturday oh. january 7th oh. yeah uh, i'll probably wait to give it a go i i personally um as much as people bitch about the super it's it's pretty decent in the current arcs and i have kept up with it i'll probably wait until they catch up to the first tournament arc before i actually give uh, the double the go double shot 
Yeah. I think that'll be a while, no? Uh, the training arc was like, shit, like 60? The 60s? 60 episodes? Yeah, episode 60 or so. So we got, no, no, I think it was in like the 50s or fifties or so. So it, we still got a, quite a bit before mm. before then. So like next year. And Naruto Shibuden did a pretty good job in like keeping up with uh, what was coming out in Japan when they started airing it in Toonami. Oh, when they were dubbing it? Yeah. It's a shame Shippuden got passed off to Disney XD. Yeah. I think what? they're... I think... Don't you don't quote me on this. I think they're still showing it on Toonami. Hmm. Are they still like, showing it on oh, Toonami? Oh, yeah. I think they show it like super late at night, don't they? Because their, their shitty airing schedule on Yeah, it, it all starts at 12. Everything yeah. starts at 12 midnight and ends at 4 a.m. because that's fucking logical. <laughs> Yesterday when I got home at 3 a.m., I could have watched an entire hour of anime. <laughs> and on non uh, anime related news at PSX it was announced that Akuma is coming out for Street Fighter 5 I don't think anybody here cares but I feel like Mark might I can pretend to care you can pretend to care but I feel like yeah. Mark can uh, kind of care that there's a new Marvel vs. Capcom that was also announced at PSX oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, can't I was playing it I can't wait for all the Marvel heroes to be uh, modeled after their uh, their movie universe counterparts, yeah. and I, I can't wait for uh, not you know for them to not have X Men to have Inhumans instead, and instead of Wolverine, we'll just have Hugh Jackman, and then Wolverine <laughs> in parentheses. It'll just have it'll. It, it's just gonna just it's just gonna Jackman. say Hugh Jackman. That's gonna be his character select screen, and I, the only uh, the only costume choices are gonna be his different shades of leather jackets. <laughs> according to rumors and i say this in quotes mm -hmm. the x-men are gonna come back huh i but... i don't know i don't believe it Yay. because of the whole drama involving x-men yeah stuff, but just like and the fact yeah. that they're literally trying to kill them off in the comics they currently. are literally trying to they are literally trying to kill them off in the comics and pass them off as the bad people for trying to not die but i well. mean that's what you get for not dying. That's what you get for not dying and, you know, sacrificing yourself to the glorious inhumans. <laughs> so some things, some things that are going to be different for this is that it's going to be 2v2 instead of 3v3 going back to the original, like, Marvel, Marvel, Marvel versus, versus Capcom. Yeah. Huh. Uh, Marvel versus, uh, oh, what was yeah. it? Street Fighter or something like that. And it's also going to have gems not in the same vein as, uh, what was that thing? That thing that everybody hated. Not in the same vein as Street Fighter versus Tekken, but in uh, in the same vein of a game called Marvel Superheroes, which was like a fighting game that had this idea in it. But it's uh, going to be kind of like grooves in Capcom versus SNK. I don't know if you've ever played that. But it's basically just different fighting styles that you can do, except in this one it's going to be like... Before you start fighting, you could either you could pick one of the Infinity Stones or Infinity Gems or whatever they're going to call and it. And what is it like a buff? Eh, somewhat. It depends on the buff, you know, the thing that you pick. Yeah, some things will give you more you life. Something will slow time down or whatever. And it's it seems interesting. I'm looking forward to it. We'll see. They got a shell for the uh, Infinity War coming up in the movies. They gotta. They gotta. That's gonna be a total mess. Uh, I I, I the don't shilling know. or the actual movie the movie uh, i don't know I mean, I mean it comes out in in 2018 yeah i guess we'll see i mean yeah. like for me it's like as, as nice as civil war was in certain like certain aspects parts. 
like I, I have to admit the like it was very underwhelming to see the the airport fight when it's like you got like a handful <laughs> of heroes on one side and a handful of heroes on the other. It's like I mean the yeah, Civil I mean, War if- arc in comics was by no means a good arc. But it was neat seeing like Hundreds. all these heroes, like all of these heroes. And then we get the movie and it's like five or six five on one side and, and then like, six guys over here yeah. and it's like, Well that's fucking gay. Yeah. I I kinda wish that they could do more, but you know. I understand that they But can. then again, like I think billions of dollars were put into this to which I think couldn't you have done just a little bit more? I feel like they could have done more, but uh, a lot of it goes to the actors themselves for portraying the characters. Fucking expensive Yeah, yeah fucking Robert Downey Jr. Robert dude. Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> but yeah, like, it's just, they, they waste a lot of shit. I mean, at least they didn't waste the money to the extent that Batman vs. Superman did, where they had, like, nearly billions of dollars to blow on their movie, and they decided to take amateur camera shots um, they had shitty, shitty acting. The the grain filter that they used for the thing was like on dial to eleven in that movie. It's just it, it looked bad. Everyone acted bad. The camera shots were really bad. I think the only good thing that came out of that was, was Wonder, Wonder Woman's Woman suit and Wonder Woman's theme song. Yeah, yeah. they looked good and I it like sounded that. good. Everything yeah. about everything else is terrible. And the Wonder Woman movie from. What I'm hearing and seeing, I'm kind of iffy about in itself now because of how they're trying to conduct themselves. Where they're like trying to tell everybody that it's gonna be good and that it's gonna <laughs> be lighthearted, and then it reminds me of what happened with uh, with uh, Suicide Squad, where they're like, "We're we're gonna be so super funny," and and then we got that. Then we got Suicide Squad. The then movie, we got Suicide Squad. The movie that I uh, walked out in the middle of to go buy some beer. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. I was going to go back, and I thought I had the ticket stub in my pocket, but when I went back, it tur- turns out I didn't have the ticket stub, so I was just like, oh, well, I'll just sit in my car. I don't think I'm going to be missing much. <laughs> and from what everybody told me, I wasn't missing much. I just missed well, nothing, really. You missed nothing. I missed nothing. You missed uh, the reason why we have so many fat Harleys cosplaying at cons now. Uh, only just because the character exists. <laughs> We should put a trigger warning right there for fat shaming. <laughs> I mean, I'm fat too, but you know, I mean, we gotta, we gotta do these things, Nanny. Yeah, we're all fat. It's up for Mark. Skinny it's up for Mark. The Mark piece of with shit. his highest fuck metabolism. Fucking eating and shitting at <laughs> the Mark same time. Mark probably eats more than all of us. He's just there, like. Ah! <laughs> uh, so the anime that we picked for this episode was Interstellar. Five 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 five. The story of the secret star system with all the S's replaced by fives. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the animatrix. Woo. What do you guys want to start with first? Uh, let's start with Interstellar, I guess. All right, because it's in the order of this. Because list. it's in the order of the notes that Nuni has pulled up, so let's just go yeah. along with it so that he's not thrown off. Might as well. I mean, I could just scroll down, but you're you're right. This yeah. is so much easier. I love the animation. I'm watching the movie as we speak. <laughs> no, I already saw it. Hold on, guys! Nah. I didn't want you to pick this one. Should I say I'm listening to the movie? All right. Yeah. I already so, saw it, but I'm seeing it again. It's it's a good movie. Yeah. I mean, and for in case you're not aware, this is basically a collaboration between Daft Punk for their uh, 
What is it? Were you guys Your aware Discovery of this? album? Discovery album. Was no, I aware of it? Define yeah. aware. I, I'd known for like, uh, like, did, did we you know, know it existed? It a musical yeah. film? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't know the first time that I not. that I'd oh, seen it. You didn't know it was like completely musical and there was like no no, lyrics, giant, no voice acting, no voice acting at all. It's a giant music video. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. basically a an album video, I guess you could call it. Yeah, it was a giant video showcasing the Discovery album. Yeah, the, the thing that I thought was that uh, this was a movie on its own, and then Daft Punk grabbed clips of it and put it in their <laughs> music video. So I was like, "Oh boy, let's see what this is let's about." Let's see what I'm this like, thing's oh, about. Cool. Let's see how they do it. Huh. Let's see. Let's see what this actual story is about. And uh, eh, it's an all right story. They threw some love in there. They threw. Some I wouldn't call it love. Laying on my I mean, head. it was more one-sided shit. I mean, this dude was like a super fanboy. Like he had posters of her. I mean, I'm surprised he didn't have a dikey of her or something like that, just <laughs> sitting on his bed and shit. She reciprocated when it was too late. When he was dying. <laughs> I mean, at that point, I'd I'd be pretty down for anything for a dude that saved me from being lobotomized and from yeah. being colored another race color. It's okay. I'll save you, Mike. <laughs> I love how he managed to crash the guitar ship. Like yeah, into like the forest. Ev- like the fucking people that play the instruments could pilot this back to their home planet, and this fucker couldn't even like I land mean, it properly. Yeah, he just he crashed. <laughs> he just crashed into it thing. into the woods. He He's like, this straight. seems pretty soft. Yeah, I-, I love like. Oh God! Speaking more about his death, like, <laughs> like I thought it was. I couldn't help but laugh, like. When they were having their fucking like road trip across the world, oh, and then like yeah. yeah, and then it didn't dawn on me until they actually got to their destination to that, tree. that they had been carrying this dead this corpse dead in the back of the van for like most likely weeks or days, and then they just bury him on some random hill. They're like, yeah, this is pretty enough. He'd like this. Yeah, he'd like <laughs> this. This seems like the right place to put him. This seems like a good place to put him. Yeah, this is what our people do. We just you know <laughs> hang out with dead bodies for two to three weeks and. And then, and then get his rid of him. spirit rising from the grave like a stand then, being erected from a body. <laughs> and they danced on his grave one more time. <laughs> I love how, like, that was the only song they played at their concerts. Yeah. yeah. Like, it everybody, was only one more they were time. selling out fucking arenas just for one more time. One song. I'd like to imagine <laughs> that they just get, like, the filler was just, like, other shit playing or orchestras just hyping them up, and then they just show up for three minutes, and, and then they're gone. <laughs> they made an entire symphony orchestra version of the fucking song of One More Time, and we didn't get to hear it. <laughs> so I was pretty curious about how this actually came to be. Like, uh, how did Daft Punk, you know, get in touch with this guy and blah, blah, blah. Whoa. And I thought it was going to be a pretty interesting story. It yeah. turns out it wasn't. They just uh, they were recording their discovery album. And they were like, you know what I want? I want this like sci-fi music video thing. And then they called up their uh, what they call their childhood hero, Leiji Matsumo Matsumoto. And they were just basically like, hey, you want to do this for us? We'll give you some money. We liked your uh, stuff when we were kids. And he was like, all right. And that's it. <laughs> like nothing spectacular. I I was expecting to see uh, this gigantic like story of how it came to be, but it turns out it was just uh, Daft Punk being like, "Hey, you want to do this?" And he was like, "Yeah." 
I mean, Daft Punk has a lot of pull. I mean, if they called me and they're like, hey, you want to do some shit? I'd be like, yeah, sure, yeah. why not, man? I don't, I don't see why not. <laughs> you want to dance naked in our music video? You want to dance completely naked in our music video? <laughs> sure, man. You're not getting paid. I don't give a shit. <laughs> it was released in 2003. And the first four episodes appeared in Toonami's Midnight Run Special Edition. I don't know if you guys remember that. Yeah, you see, we were talking about that, and, like, I hadn't, I didn't, like, I vaguely recall them using the One More Time bump constantly, but I don't remember watching it airing on the channel. Like, I don't know if I missed it or if I just don't remember it because I have terrible memory. It was just for two nights out of the entire existence of Toonami that this happened. (laughs) My God. Yeah, it it just happened that one time in, um, where is it? At midnight for an hour on August 31st, 2001, and then again in November 16th of My the same God. year. Yeah. <laughs> so if you don't rem- if you don't remember, I, I don't blame you. The only reason that I think I caught it was because I told my mom, Mommy, Mommy, can I go to your room and watch this show at, at fucking midnight? Because I thought it was just going to be a show. <clears throat> but it turned out it was just a bunch of music videos by uh, Daft Punk, The Gorillas, and um, just Toonami like, music videos in-house yeah in-house videos where they just had a bunch of clips of different animes and then they put music that they created and yeah it's not bad well that was actually like doing that splicing like old anime and adding shit to it like uh, different types of music is like it's still like a pretty popular ongoing thing like people do it with different artists like i know a lot of people like doing it for um carpenter brut and some other groups yeah or, or like that amv competition that we went to yeah kind of like that so it's basically that? amvs yeah yeah so if you ever want to win an amv competition just uh you know copy and paste this video into your thing and you'll win you will win there are four of them and i like the i like the title of the toonami like album thing that they have it's called toonami deep space bass it's sexy so fucking <laughs> sexy mm. Do you guys remember, like, it was back when Toonami was airing during the day still, like, weekly? Do you remember when they did that, that, like, I forgot what the actual event was, but it was basically, like, they were airing uh, anime from Japan, like, throughout the ages. Like, every day was, like, different episodes of shit. Uh, I don't remember Yeah, I just remember because the first episode, they're like, we're gonna take it way back, and they're playing, like, uh, during the whole block, they played, like, five or six episodes of fucking Gigantor. And then the the opening, I just remember, it was like, Gigantor. And, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, on Friday, at the end of the week, they started playing Evangelion. And this is during the day, like, just <laughs> midday. Like, I just got out of school at 3, and they're fucking, they're fucking playing Evangelion. And they didn't even play from the beginning. Like, it was, like, midway through the shit where Shinji's already having, like, an existential crisis in the <laughs> robot. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? And, like, there was, like, nudity. And, like, they were skipping around. So, like, they showed um, the episode where he didn't want to get in the robot, and Asuka gets fucking destroyed by the angel. And then the next episode, right after, was uh, when Shinji was having that weird wet dream or whatever, where he was in... Uh, the one where... Uh, I forgot. It's, like... It's close to the end, uh, where, like, they're doing, like, those weird abstract concepts, like how he can uh, control the up, down, left, and right. Yeah. And then it shows, uh, like, Ray, Asuka... Um, and Makoto and like they're completely naked but it doesn't show nipples or anything like that and it's like got their bodies like superimposed in the white or whatever like it's just showing that and like I said this is like midday right after school <laughs> and I'm just like what the fuck is happening on Toonami mommy mommy 
Come no, I was this. sitting there by myself. Like, I wish I could have recorded this. And yeah. years <laughs> later, I was like, eh, it was better. <laughs> it, was, it was better than what you remembered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what do you guys think of the story itself? Uh, I mean, it wasn't anything super spectacular. Um, yeah. I, I did laugh at some of the... Uh, the exaggerations, I guess, to some of the things like the the ma- the villain himself was a uh, pretty <laughs> hilarious. Like uh, everything about him was fucking great. Uh, he spent billions of dollars. He was to... not only a CEO, but he was also a, a philosopher and, and uh, an, occultist. An, an, an occultist, an occultist, mostly an occultist, and, and he's uh, immortal. And he's immortal, yes. And he was using aliens to. You see, this is what I didn't understand. He his cave of of cultness was like his cave lined with gold records that he attained using the aliens, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and his goal was to get the Interstellar five 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 album, right? The gold one. The album was in the cave already. It just fell. It out. It just fell out of the sky when they threw the girl singer into the 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 not lava pod thing. And I was like, if it was there to begin with, why couldn't he just grab it? And why was why, why was the cave lined with gold records? If I I assumed that he needed five thousand five hundred and fifty five albums or gold albums or whatever, but he could have just made them. I, he could have just, just made them. I mean, <laughs> and he could have just kept the 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 band people alive, or or maybe treated them like you know actual stars are treated instead of like fucking slave workers, and that he would have gotten like a longer run out of them. I mean, but I mean, I guess you can't expect much from a caricature of a CEO. Yeah, um, what they imply that he did was um, he would constantly go and to this exact same planet and just kidnap people and if they made him oogles of money he'd keep them and if they like failed he'd throw them into the volcano and kill them was it most of one sacrifice. of them um, was it what one you mean that little was kid it? yeah well i don't think that was mozart oh no i don't okay. i mean i don't know if they were referencing anybody That's directly what i thought it was no yeah i think i think there were because i thought i saw loretta jones or um i mean maybe yeah, like I, I didn't pay too much attention to the to, to the like people who that they, they might have been yeah. referencing. I, I was still more focused and shocked at the <laughs> the whole scene where uh, the uh, where the keyboard man had the black shocked out of him. <laughs> like that was that was probably the best scene in the movie where he gets shocked and like the the black the skin black is like leads. literally drained from him and he turns blue again. And they're like, oh my god. I'd like to imagine that his speech pattern was shifted once that was like shaken from him or something. <laughs> I, that was just so weird like I, I was like why does that why is this a thing yeah <laughs> another thing was why did they keep the discs that held their original memories in a safe box instead of just not making them or destroying them the archives why did they archive them to begin with because uh you know, Reasons. and then Plot. they left them in a locker somewhere <coughs> randomly. They're like, "Yeah, there you go. That's there. Yeah, they'll be safe right Alien here. Alien memories, right here." <laughs> I think it was inside a hall where they had a bunch of gold records. Yeah, inside like that one producer or whatever that guy was. Like, yeah, because like when they opened the case, I think it had their their album in there, and then they pulled it up, and then they found the other ones. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. pretty cool that they managed to tell an entire story. 
with using just using the entire album. Yeah, just it was just images good. and music. I I also really like that the uh, the only time that, as far as I remember, the only time that the lyrics ever appeared were with um, the captain whenever he showed up. Like the first time that lyrics had appeared, whereas whenever they showed him cleaning the actual spaceship, and he was like boop doop doo, and I, what song was it? Which oh one? yeah. Hmm? Wait, where he's cleaning one. the spaceship? Yeah. Um, I think it's the second one or third one. Isn't it Digital Love? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think it might be. I think it's Digital Lover or something like that. Yeah, and then the only other time that lyrics come up was Why don't you play? <laughs> Why don't you play? <laughs> I think that <laughs> I think that was when they were in the warehouse. Uh no, the mm. one where they were in the warehouse was um fuck, I forgot what it was, but it was like uh not, that's not the one. Uh, the <laughs> no. one the one where they were in the warehouse where he was dying was um fuck. It was fuck. It was fuck. I oh, can't yeah, remember like I just remember that it was about like the the base thing for that song specifically was uh, essentially about meeting someone in real mm. life over the internet. That's right. That was the that was the theme of that song that played during the warehouse. I don't yeah. remember the name though. But there were lyrics to that song also. There was right? lyrics yeah. to that song. Those were the yeah, only yeah. ones. I mean, one more time, but I mean, one more <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah. I feel like we should maybe explain the plot. Um. Well, it was the. Uh, it was a this, dark, stormy night. It was a dark, stormy night in uh, Interstellar, something or other, and uh, these aliens were playing this. Uh, they're they're playing some show for their people. Playing they, their like their, their, most their entire planet song. is fucking crazy for them. Yeah. And uh, within minutes, a hit squad of assassins uh, just just fucking land on the planet. And due to the incompetence of the security force that that works for the planet. <laughs> Like completely, completely just they just slip blind yeah, like nobody without any hindrance whatsoever, and uh, they manage to uh, take out said security force and then capture the uh, the the uh, the band with with no no, no hindrance. Yeah, nobody just, even cared. No, like, no nobody tried to do anything. Nobody, no resistance. And uh, then they headed back to the to the ship and they took off back to Earth using a uh, a uh, diamond shaped uh, wormhole. And uh, as they were re-entering Earth's orbit, they were fed uh, false memories and uh, given skin colors that are normal. And uh, they looked very unhappy while they played their music, but nobody cared because, because they just they, looked like angsty teenagers. Yeah, they just looked like they, they were supposed to, like uh, just not ever wanting to be there. Yeah, they're, they're just like, disinterested teenagers, yeah. and they're just like, we love this. And <laughs> they played one song for all their concerts, which were several from what I gather from the montage. Yeah. And uh, they got number one eventually, and I, I forgot what the name of their, their band was. In the Crescendals. The Crescendals, that's Christian. what they called themselves. I forgot their name in The Alien. I don't think they ever said uh, what their alien I don't think so. thing yeah. was but yeah and so like you know things go on and uh well as it turns out there was this guy that was i'm assuming it was their tour ship that they never used because it was shaped like a guitar and yeah. this guy was like tasked with cleaning it and only cleaning it and he had like a room filled with like memorabilia of the female singer 
He was fucking obsessed. He was obsessed with her. He had he, songs he, where he thought about fucking her and everything. Yeah. And, you know, the why don't you play the game? And, and yeah, so then it goes on from there. And uh, he's like, oh, shit, I got to save these people because the security force is fucked up. And yeah. uh, he heads over to Earth. And as it turns out, you can't pilot that ship on your own. And he just crashed straight into the forest. And yeah. Eventually, he uh, shows up again. In this badass cloak. In this badass in, cloak. In, in anime garb. Anime garb. And uh, <laughs> he crashes one of their uh, their very important uh, concerts. It was and their most important concert. It was their most important concert. There was a concert. symphony and everything. Yes. And he uh, manages to blow off like all of them except for the girls uh lobotomy headbands yeah because when they were getting their skin chains they were fucking lobotomized <laughs> <laughs> they were fucking lobotomized and uh, it made them compliant and somehow shattering them fixed the brain damage that they received yeah you didn't have to take them out you yeah just you didn't to have to them. take them out or wait for the missing gray matter to do something or other but yeah they, they uh everyone else escaped and uh you know they they just leave the girl in the care of the uh, CEO, who you assume is eventually going to sexually molest or just flat out rape yeah. the girl. But she because, never he never does. No, he, he doesn't touch him. He's, 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 a, he's a good bad guy. He's a good bad guy. <laughs> uh, and uh, he just just leaves her the fuck alone. And due to his incompetence, he ends up leaving her like a key card that <laughs> to leads his to his fucking, fucking mansion, hidden to his occultist temple, fucking shag pad. Yeah. And um, so what happens is uh, the group now working with uh, this fucking this groupie. Uh, they uh, they go back to go rescue her, and their brilliant plan is consistent of uh, only sending the drummer and the black guy as the getaway driver. And they're like, "Well, the drummer's gonna go rescue her because he's expendable, and the black guy's gonna be the getaway driver." And so they they use a taxi, which we could never understand, like how they how got, they got it. it. So, so we can we only assume, assume they just stole it. Yeah. They just stole the taxi. It just makes sense. They just stole the taxi. And so, yeah, they rescue her. Everybody gets together. Then um, as they're escaping, the they uh, there's a drive-by. And, uh, <laughs> you know, from the, uh, from the, like, security detail that works for the CEO guy, they were, like, tasked with, like, guarding the band members. They, um, they shoot up the car that they're escaping in, and someone gets shot. And uh, that's where it leads into uh, them meeting uh, the uh, alien dude, the the groupie. And he's, like, dying on a mattress in a warehouse. Mm -hmm. And uh, then, you know, they do this weird touchy-feely thing where he he reaches out and does some E.T. shit with the girl. And and they have this like dream sequence where they uh where they're living their lives together or something like that and that's the that's the one and then after and that then he, he shows him this deus ex machina yeah he shows him this deus ex machina in the form of like this little uh play doll like, like pr- a prism thing prism. that can like create not only physical structures but also function as a gps and, and uh, so, yeah, it also it's also it also reflects lasers back at people. It also reflects lasers back at them, like you know, at the perfect moment. Because of course. Because plot. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, like uh, they all get back together. They don't have all their memories back yet, and uh, they all wind up at the uh, the cultist place, and uh, the dude's about to sacrifice the girl, and uh, shit happens. Uh, 
the robot security people die and after seeing their leader fall into the pit <laughs> of lava the uh the cultists the, the that cult- were all there they with just, them they they, they decide just run fuck after it. they're him. like they fuck just it. jump inside the volcano they with jump into the volcano the with leader. them which for some reason was below <laughs> this mansion and upon doing so they all die and then you see this like black smoke of i'm assuming concentrated evil like yeah, the just sand com- just rises from the, the volcano. A stand rises from from the from the the remains of the mansion, and you just ignore that for a while, and then, uh, yeah, and then my favorite sequence happens. They decide, okay, we got to get our memories back, and they find out that it's hidden in a locker inside the uh, the main building of their uh, their place. And so what they decide is, well, it's too dangerous for all of us to go in, so we're gonna send our very dexterous black man. And uh, he's going to go do it all by himself. So he heads in there um, and he evades security, manages to knock out the janitor Janitor, that's on staff and take his clothes. And he just he just gets in there and the security, they just they just, you know, ignore him because they don't want to be called racists. (laughs) <laughs> so he gets the he gets the discs and everything like that and then the security come out and they're like whoa he's carrying some shit and uh and uh they're like uh you you put your hands up and then he and reaches then inside to show them a photo but they think he's pulling out his gun because all of because, them are you know he's guns. black and yeah. uh they just they shock the shit out of him and in and doing so they shock the, the black, black out, out of him, him. <laughs> and uh, they shocked him so fucking hard they he shocked turns him blue. so fucking hard the black was removed from him and uh, so uh, a- after realizing that he's a fucking alien, uh, the the good CEO that was uh, in the movie uh, decides, hey, we should uh, help these guys. Yeah, let's let's spend let's spend billions, billions of dollars to send them back to their back. planet. Let's construct this gigantic roller coaster and put rockets on it. <laughs> <laughs> and make it big enough to to fit their guitar shaped spaceship yes. inside of. Yes. So they can get back to their planet because our technology is compatible. Oh yes. And so they technology they get everything. They get everything set up and uh, they get ready to go on their ship and everybody's all hunky dory and everyone on the planet's like bye. <laughs> and so they take off. Uh, and they exit through the portal and everything looks fine and shit and this everyone's okay. This portal that was located. On the side of the moon that nobody ever noticed. Yes, the the portal was right on the dark side of the moon. And uh, you see, this is where it gets fun. Because as soon as they exit through the portal, the, uh, the concentrated evil stand, it, it, uh, it encompasses... <laughs> It the encompasses ship. their ship because once you go black, you can't go you, back. No. That <laughs> black was the, back the for black revenge. Was back. And, uh, you know, it, all hope is seemingly lost until... Their their dead groupies stand reappears <laughs> to absorb the darkness and just pushes it all away. Yeah, he just hugs it asleep. and they drift into the abyss. And it, it, everything just disappears. Everything goes away. You the see, stars because, are aligned and everyone's hanging out and playing music in the groupies' room. <laughs> and we were talking about it and we're like, uh, you know, the the girl could have construed this in two ways. She'd either be really creeped out because at his level all of this, obsession like, or be exceedingly turned on by the fact, by that, the somebody fact that somebody was like was obsessing over her so So much. invested in her. Yes. We can only assume that she fucking loved it. Yes. And so, yeah, eventually they wind up back on their planet, and uh, the first thing they do is hold a fucking concert, Con- yeah. <laughs> and then they erect a statue in honor of the, of the unknown man that they exiled to their giant <laughs> guitar ship. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, that that that's about yeah. it. And then it's like the planet. Their their songs are now being simulcasted to to, to Earth to Earth <laughs> to Earth, and, so and everybody's happy. Fine. And they and little kids are they're they're all over blackface now. The cool yeah, new thing is blueface. Fucking, yeah, it's blueface. <laughs> blueface. Everyone's blueface. That's a oh. new trend. That's about it. the best movie summary I've ever heard. I, I hope I did well. Uh, but I, I think you, you forgot it was the imagination of a little kid. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? Part. I like to forget that that happened, Juan. <laughs> because that makes the because that makes it too good. Yeah, that that just kind of undermines the plot. Because it like it makes me think that this child is a racist because he fucking had the black shocked out of him because it wasn't right. It wasn't right. It wasn't right. Yeah. You see, blue is tight. <laughs> blue is tight. <laughs> And black ain't right. Black ain't right, and blue's tight. Oh god, uh, this fucking racist ass little kid. I know. Dude. And uh, but yeah, it was all in the imagination of a little kid who uh, loves who Daft was, Punk who loves and Daft aliens. Punk. Mm-hmm. He just had and, all the toys and stuff, and he just kind of mixed them together. In and the dreams. captain was basically him. He was. He yeah. was basically he, the. Uh, he was a captain. He sacrificed himself to save. Uh, the the lady that he obsesses over because he's a little boy and that, little that makes boy it better makes because that breasts. means he's not a a middle aged man obsessing over a uh, a woman so that's <laughs> I okay. I guess that makes it better it makes it slightly better I don't ever remember obsessing over a, a woman when I was a child I, I don't either I think mm. I I think I obsessed over the uh, the female Beetleborg for a little bit dude Beetleborgs <laughs> was a shit yeah like, it was a shit I think I actually did have a crush on Kimberly the Pink Ranger the Pink from Ranger. Power Rangers that's understandable yeah but she wasn't blue but she wasn't blue but she wasn't blue she wasn't blue if it w- would it have been better if she was blue uh probably not yeah we'll I see. mean I wasn't into Zeno shit like as, as a kid I kind of grew into my perversions later, it's, where I was like, you know, that robot looks kind of hot, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? This is all right. All right, moving <laughs> on to the next show, the Animatrix. Woo! The Animaniacs. The Animaniacs. The Animaniacs. Or as I like to pronounce it, the Animatrix. 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 <laughs> it was released in two thousand three and june and it aired on adult swim on april 17th 2004 which was the first place that i saw it Mm -hmm. Uh, or at least i saw like bits and pieces of it did you guys ever catch it and then it's it then for a few years they would play on new year's day would they i think so like like in new year's eve when it hit midnight they would play it i (laughs) did it for two years Whenever it hit midnight, you just watch the Animatrix. Basically, <laughs> it's the natural. It's just the best thing that you can do. So, going into this, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure of how the animation was gonna hold up. I guess me and Mike had the same idea. Me yeah, and Mike, had, I, I was kind of worried it was gonna look like shit. But man, did it, uh, dude? That's for some reason the CG didn't look you know uh, stellar or amazing but it looked pretty it was pretty fucking good it looked pretty good especially when especially you consider c- Japan's level of quality with CG even now yeah like you you have to know that this movie had like money pumped into it up the ass if yeah. it looks decent now mm-hmm. and it started off with that one CG uh, thing the, the final flight of the Osiris yeah if that's what it's called yes <laughs> yeah cause that they showed that in in theaters they showed that episode yeah yeah um 
was I going to say? This wasn't complete. It was released all in one thing, but from what I read, it, like episodes were shown like here and there in a bunch of different areas. Like some yeah. were included in like VHS uh, yeah. movies and stuff like that, which I didn't know. I thought this was just a thing that yeah that they, just they spread it out over everything, and then eventually they did the whole collection and stuff like that. I think the one that they avoided releasing. Uh, most places was uh the sequence with uh the rise of uh or the second renaissance hmm. they i think oh. they skipped showing that one because it's scary because it's it was happen. scary yeah, yeah like, i think i think it was also because of spoilers and shit so they wanted to avoid showing the second renaissance till later i guess you could say that yeah do you guys remember when the uh matrix came up because uh in my extensive note-taking <laughs> I, I i didn't look up anything about it was the like matrix. 1999 or some shit like yeah. that yeah yeah. All right, that's cool. So, when was the second one released? Because this one came. This came out in two thousand three. Maybe around two thousand three, so, around that time. Mm, I guess the second but, one might have. I don't know. No, the second and third one came out pretty close together because they they filmed it uh, around the same time. Sequentially, didn't they? They, yeah. they wanted to get the trilogy out. Yeah. Uh, Matrix Reloaded was in two thousand and three. Oh, that's mm. cool. So this basically came out around the same time. Yeah. It was fucking cool. I, I really like The Matrix. Like, for all the shitty reviews that, like, super serious critics give it, 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 it was good for what it was trying to do. And I feel like the people that, like, bash it for stupid shit don't really understand the point it was trying to make or, like, what it was... Like, not, not so much the point, but I guess, like, what genre it was trying to fall into. Like yeah. I mean, the whole movie was style. It was trying to look cool and be cool, and was, and it was a different cool. animation production houses that that were that were working yes. on the Animatrix. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. All it was different, ones. different than a bunch of like different people. Before that, because it's weird, it's it's weird because more uh, projects are popping up like that. But before the Animatrix, were there any? Um, Many, any other uh, animation production houses that would do oh, like collaborations like that? Yeah. Um, not that I know of, honestly. Like, uh, I think like I'm pretty sure I'm really wrong, and off, and I'm sure there's a lot of shit in between. But like the last time I had ever heard of anything like that happening after the Animatrix was when they did the Batman. Uh, I think it was Batman Year One. They had yeah, several or different. The Dark Knight. Yeah, there you go. The Dark Knight. They had like several different artists doing different clips for it. Yeah, I think yeah, that's and, the only other time I remember. And I and I and they also did it for um, Dante's Inferno. Oh yes, you're mm -hmm. right. I yeah, they did that. do it for Dante's Inferno. They also did it for coincidentally Space Dandy. Space. They had Dandy. like new artists like all the time. And on really? episode episode one of season two of Space Dandy, uh, they used a shit ton of different artists that were just fucking around. <laughs> Like, they just called in a bunch of artists to, to come and do shit for it. And, yeah, because uh, I, I don't want to... I mean, if you haven't seen it, then, yeah. But uh, episode two deals with uh, different timelines and different universes. Mm -hmm. So what they do is they take different versions of Dandy and, like, different versions of other people and stuff. And they're just, like, showing them in different styles in their own universe. So, and like, they have different that. artists to, to, like, you know, show their rendition of Dandy and stuff like that. It was really, really neat. Like, I, I love artist collaboration shit. Mm -hmm. That's cool. So... Yeah. What was you guys' favorite episode? I would have to say my favorite were Kid Story, where it was just basically the sketch animation, mm -hmm. oh, and yeah. the runner story. 
The Runners was really good. I fucking I fucking loved mm-hmm. it. I, I, t- I, t- I knew you would love that one. It, it was really good. I, I loved it because it showed like some normal person tapping into just, the Matrix. Yeah, he just fucking wakes up and he starts freaking the fuck out and the robots yeah. are like, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you go back to sleep. Go back to bed. And then they just fucking shock him. I thought it was hilarious that the white guy was arguing with, with the runner and he was just so animated like yeah. just flailing around. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, you can't do this. Yeah. You're gonna die. Or you're gonna hurt <laughs> you your leg. <laughs> your legs are gonna burst, you're never gonna walk again. I guess that was also supposed to I like I don't know if it had any meaning. I'm probably reading too far into it as I usually do, but I, I felt like that was like uh that was going to show like where he was uh slipping further into what actual reality was mm-hmm. whereas you see these cartoonish characters who are part of the the, ma- uh, the, the matrix itself yeah. like the the virtual reality mm. so it's like the further out he went the more outlandish these people appeared around him i like that i'd like to think that that's what that is yeah let's and just go with it yeah the the one with the kid in high school was really good because i love i love sketch work i i love messy animation like that it, it looked rough and it looked nice like him skating through the through the, the fucking classrooms and the school and going back to that uh mike and i watched uh interstellar 555 and most of the matrix uh the animatrix together mm-hmm. and at one point mm-hmm. the music video for uh breaking the habit was brought up because yeah <laughs> watching this we we're like huh this reminds me of that one of uh, that breaking one lincoln habit. park video mm-hmm. and i i was like huh i wonder if it is the same person and at first, with my, uh, you know, 30 seconds of digging around, I couldn't find shit. So I was like, oh, well, fuck this. But then I dropped off mic, and I was like, well, let's see. Let's see how far I have to go. And I had to go decently far, only because um, the animator that was credited for making the decision of doing, like, that sketch animation style mm-hmm. was uh, Shinji Hashimoto. And I tried looking up this guy, and... All that came up was some guy from Square Enix that was completely unrelated to this guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like on the actual um, on the actual Wikipedia site, um, his name's in blue, and I was like, oh, well, let's read his uh, profile. And it's just a completely different person. It's not related at all. <laughs> Don't. But the only thing that I was able to find was like this um, this interview that they did for. I'm assuming when the Matrix video game, the online game, was pretty popular. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that that's what it was, but it was an interview between, uh, in quotes, the Matrix, <laughs> and and this guy, and uh, basically, he just said, "Yeah, this is the uh, closest that I've ever gotten to the style to the style that I've always wanted to animate." So I got to there, and I was like, "Well, I guess he's not related at all." Until I started looking up information on the actual music video, and it turns out, um. There was an animator called uh, Kazuto Nakazawa that worked on this actual thing. So I'm assuming that he worked on this. Oh, God. Mike. Hey, Mike, you, you broke everything. I'm sorry. Or did it fall? It fell? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Didgeridoo. 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 You're not going to edit this out. You're too lazy. Yeah. It means we fucked up. It means I said something that will not pass uh, <laughs> for, for normal people or that 
we have some serious technical problems. Yeah. It's usually a... it's usually my my horrible my horrible words. Yeah, this is a technical problem. This the... is a technical problem. Mm. What happens? Mike's, Mike's mic fell over. My mic okay. fell over and it's it's refusing it's, it's to go uh... into the slot. It's oh no, it's, it's, it's all going wrong. I think I might have to edit this out. I could have said worse things. You could have said worse things. So the animator was Kazuto Nakazawa, who also worked on the the story, kid story for the Animatrix. So I'm assuming he worked on that, and he was like, "Man, I really like doing that. You know, it'd be cool." Guys over here, if we did the your Linkin Park music video like that, so basically the same animator that worked on Kid Story worked on this, and also worked on Samurai Champloo. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I like could see that see, because yeah, like cool. during the the fight scenes, especially mm-hmm. during the fight like the, scenes, that it, fluid, it was a pretty good flow. Yeah, that fluid movement where like they're kind of like loose and it's like 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 flowing. Yeah, I, I could see that. I, yeah. I could definitely. And then another thing to link the, to link this together with Lincoln Park <laughs> was um, that the director for this also directed Cowboy Bebop and Samurai Champloo. Ah, His name oh. is Shinichiro Watanabe. Shinichiro. Yeah. Shinichiro. Shinichiro. So I thought that was pretty cool. I was able to link the dots. You connected cool. all the dots. I connected all the dots. I found them. They were in the wiki. <laughs> but another thing that I was also curious about was the last episode, which was... Matriculated. Matriculated. Oh, mm. That's what that says. I thought that said multicultured. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I had, I'd copied and pasted that, and I was like, oh, that's multicultured. That's it makes matriculated, sense. No, matriculated. <laughs> that's matriculated. Because the second that I saw the character that popped up in on the fucking screen just sitting there, I was like... That that hair looks like Aeon Flux. Yeah. And uh, then like it showed her body and I was like, That looks like Aeon, Aeon Flux. Flux. And then it showed everything else and I was like, This, this looks, looks like, like Aeon, Aeon Flux. Flux. <laughs> so I a simple wiki search shows you that the episode was written and directed by the creator of Aeon Flux. Hey. The Korean man Peter Chung. Peter Chung. Mm. Peter Chung. Uh, mine is the Renaissance. I I agree. I I really love the second Renaissance. Yeah, that is probably my favorite as well. Mine is the Runners. The Runners was a good story. It's just I I like the second Renaissance for I guess like lore reasons, and mm-hmm. because of like it just goes to show like I guess like human incompetence or like stupidity in the sense that like the robots tried really hard to like be friends with people. Yeah. And they still just like it, it was uh, it was pride that like prevented them from accepting that they could the benefit from working with robots. And the robots weren't trying to take over. They were literally just like, "Hey, we'll help you out." Yeah, and, and they were just they like, just, "No, no, no." Yeah, they're like, "No, no, no." <laughs> Get back to your filthy not Africa, not uh that place. Yeah, I mean that's right. why like at the end oh. when it's uh that robot god is just like there signing the contract for him, and he tells him that their flesh is antiquated. Like it, it was deserved for those people for what they did. Like yeah, I mean all the stupid shit that they pulled and their refusal to work with the uh, the robots, even going so far as to like try to fight them and shit. Yeah. 
So, because it was our fault, really. Yeah, it, it was their fault in the end. Like all they had to do was not be dicks about everything. Like yeah. they were being that poor rope, that poor butler robot, that poor butler robot. I was trying that, to do serve them mm-hmm. drinks, and they were being fucking assholes. They were being assholes, and then that poor female robot who got torn apart. Uh, yeah, and I was and just like, what a waste! What a waste! That's Man. what I thought. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with people? I mean, <laughs> aren't they people? Don't they have better things that they can be doing to that female robot? Exactly. <laughs> they didn't even try raping her. They were they just didn't. They just her. I was like, what is it? wrong with these people? That's why I refuse to accept that as our current reality. <laughs> I think the reason that my favorite episode was a runner was because when it started, I wasn't expecting much. Huh. Like I was, I wasn't expecting anything, and then it went to where it did, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool! I love it." His fucking calves exploded. His, His fucking calves exploded because he tapped into the matrix, and then he oh. just fixed them. And then they fixed. He was like, "I'm the best." And then the 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 robots were like, "Whoa, calm down there, cowboy!" <laughs> Yippee ki yay! Uh, my other favorite one is the the Japanese one. Uh, which one? When they the were re- fighting on the like in rooftop. Japan. And, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I like I that one. Was that, right. was, that one was really pretty looking. My my other favorite would have to be the one where they're jumping off the roof and making use of the glitch. I thought that was interesting. Oh, yeah. I I remember that. Uh, for some reason, I I can only assume that I remember that because of uh, adult or. Er, Tsunami and they showed it on there. Yeah, that's like my favorite. That's one of my favorite clips. It, it, it was just always really neat because I mean, it's just these kids. They don't know what the fuck's going on, and yeah. and then uh, they got the Mr. Smith showing up to go fix everything. And they were like, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, but that, that's also another thing about it. Like, it, it shows that like Mr. Smith wasn't so much the bad guy as he was like, I guess like the caretaker of the Matrix. Yeah. And it's just like introducing Neo was what fucked him up. And it made him, like, I guess, try to become a person. And then everything went to shit. And then mm-hmm. it came down to Neo having to hard reset fucking Mr. Smith so that he'd do his job again. Hey, Mark. Yeah. What's up? You have a horrible memory. Do you remember anything about The Matrix? Um. Yeah, I remember when I didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Good. All right, because I watched it, but I was a child when I watched it. Or I was, uh, what's that word? I was a tween. You were a tween. I was a tween. I remember them pretty well. I I remember them pretty well. So seeing this, um, I guess I I would be a person that would watch this without um, having any... Prior knowledge. Yeah, prior knowledge. I mean, I I remember some stuff, but not, not nearly enough to be like, oh, I completely understand everything. I watched the Animatrix in its entirety the first time after part one and then I ended up watching the other ones and stuff like that and it it, it fit well together it, it was yeah. it was good I liked it yeah. I mean I, I love the Matrix in general it's yeah yeah but yeah going like into that. go on one tell, no, tell me what I'll... you like I was gonna say I like the Matrix because it was inspired by you know what by by your by your shells and ghosts (laughs) by your the movie of which uh, I will not be we're going we're not going Juan we're not gonna watch Scarlett Johansson (laughs) pretending to be the fucking major Uh, I'm gonna go see it fuck that I would fuck that I would Mike I would have you seen how terrible Bato looks. (laughs) 
No. He looks awful. I mean, I've seen it, but, you know, seeing, being... Uh, the only way I, I would have gone to see this movie is if they cast Ron Perlman as Bato, and that's because they look perfect. Like, it, it would have been a perfect, like, pick. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I say that for Ron Perlman for a lot of things. I, I love <laughs> that guy. Like, he's just... He's great. You'd fuck him. I'd fuck him. Let him fuck me. The mm. only reason that I'm gonna go watch it is because uh, I only have seen like some episodes of Standalone Complex. I haven't watched the actual Ghost in the Show original movie or any of the um, continuations afterwards. Just like episodes of Standalone Complex here and there. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it by myself, and then if it's horrible, I'm gonna renounce my computer science degree. <laughs> No, but but I thought the reason you got it was because of the original movie, not the, not because of Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> it's so horrible that I just gave up my computer science degree. I've no I mean, your job. Like <laughs> the movie will be awful. I I know I know this to be true. But the movie that will really move me to killing myself will probably be Shazam Shazam yeah. Billy Batson and the magic of Shazam airing 2017 so I got one year <laughs> I'm gonna see my plan is to go watch that movie by myself at a very and early showing and just just watching it and if I have to feel the need to leave early I'm just gonna drink myself to death that same night <laughs> because I love Shazam to an unhealthy extent <laughs> and and you know i just i'm so scared of what they're gonna do to captain marvel <laughs> i'm fucking terrified <laughs> i'm fucking terrified He's, you're living in a world of fear mike <laughs> what was i gonna say so you haven't watched any of the matrix right mark no i haven't like not a single movie you just know about the slow motion scenes and uh mr anderson and uh mr yes, anderson. stuff like that you yes. just know the memes that came about of it before memes were uh, i really memes. want to watch it yes yeah we'll For watch it even we'll watch it together man. i say my favorite part of the entire trilogy is always the speech that mr smith gives neo at like uh, on the last movie when they're fighting Oh, I don't know. Like towards like, the end? Yeah, oh, towards yeah, the end where speech. they're fighting in the rain. Like that that's like one of my favorite speeches. It was it was really good. Mark stopped trying to be a part of the conversation. <laughs> yeah, during the rain and the fight. Yeah, during yeah. The fight, yeah. <laughs> you just know that. I mean there is of... a few scenes in the rain, but yeah. There are a few scenes in the rain. Is this when a a billion Mr. Smiths appear? Uh it was afterwards. Okay. It, it was like all the Mr. Smiths are standing there watching him fight the main one. And uh, it's just Neo and Mr. Smith, and uh, they're just going back and forth. And he's talking about how he doesn't understand why uh, why Neo keeps doing the shit that he's doing. I don't understand. Yeah, like his actor was really good because he played mm-hmm. this like he played the role really well in the sense that it's like it's this like guy that doesn't understand like his own emotions as well as like other people. He's literally autistic. Like he's, I mean, he's an AI. Like he's, he's, he's meant to be autistic. He's meant to be that way. But like he played it good in the sense that it's this AI that doesn't understand emotions, while at the same time realizing that he has those emotions. So Mark, <laughs> seeing as you've never seen this movie, 
how'd you feel about uh this the end matrix itself fuck you mark what what was the question no fuck you mark get out of here <laughs> get out of my podcast that was directed <laughs> at me yeah yes you said mark yes 10 <laughs> what <laughs> all right then 10 what <laughs> Ten Glibendorks. <laughs> what? So, seeing as you've never seen the movie, how did you feel going going and watching this? Because I I feel like there's a lot of fuck there's a lot of flack on um on anime websites and shit. Whenever you go and read some of the comments and why they scored it low or whatever, like some of them just say, "Yeah, I didn't understand what was going on." and yeah, they're fuck just those like people. It was really cool. Yeah. I was like, man, this. There's some points where I was like, this is a ten out of fucking ten right here. Like this <laughs> scene and all this shit. I really yeah. liked it. Um, I don't know. For I the animatrix like the concept, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. You were saying they had really lukewarm reviews for the animatrix, right? Yeah. I mean, I had it here on the screen before, but now, now it's all gone because I wanted to see who played Mr. Smith. <laughs> all gone. All gone. So but who yeah, played Mr. Uh, we'll find that out later. So, yeah, I also didn't understand like where all this um, semi-hate was coming from. Uh, because I I haven't watched The Matrix. And uh, I guess it was maybe people that hated The Matrix. Yeah, maybe. I mean, The Animatrix is separate because it's its own story. It doesn't even follow the, the trilogy. Yeah. So that it doesn't make sense why people would hate it. If they didn't understand. It. I guess, I guess because they wanted the animatrix to be part of the movie. I mean, I think it's that, but it's I I feel like it's also from the general lack of understanding that people had for the matrix to begin with. Like That's I mean, true. It, I mean, it, it wasn't too convoluted, yet people still had trouble understanding what the fuck was happening in the movie. And I will never understand why, considering it's fairly simple. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a little like, you know, they kind of just barely string shit together sometimes, but it's understandable. People treat it like it's fucking, I don't even know, Evangelion, which in itself <laughs> is not hard to understand, yet we have these people that are like, I don't understand Evangelion. I haven't watched the three movies. Uh, well, I mean, the three movies are what caused even more confusion for people. There was nothing confusing about the series, though. No, there wasn't. And the movies are pretty straightforward in themselves. They just add little details. The The end of the fucking end of Evangelion states it. It's like, we're going to move forward slowly. And that's exactly what the movies do. And yet you have people here like, why do they keep repeating the movies? <laughs> why are there slightly different scenes? And then with part three that came out, everybody shit their pants because they finally had uh, like a huge difference compared to one and two. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for if it ever comes out <laughs> uh, I think Anno said that was like, gonna be his last one but I doubt it cause Anno's a lying sack of shit <laughs> I heard that people don't have uh, high hopes for 4 they didn't have high hopes for 3 I mean it, it keeps chugging though that's the thing right. it makes it prints money Nuni. yeah the, the, the Godzilla movie he did was fucking amazing from what people have told me and it's like so a a social <laughs> <laughs> a social commentary on like how Japan is right now and what's going on. Go supposedly, on. supposedly Godzilla has Evangelion references. Uh, the newest one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We should watch it. We should. 
We'll see what happens. Yeah. But Mr. Hugo Weaving, who was Agent Smith in the Matrix, is also V from V from Vendetta. Yeah. And the Red Skull in Captain America. Yeah. So he's done some shit. He's done a lot. He's done a lot of shit. So much shit that uh, I have to scroll through his profile. Look at it. A lot of things. All right. To people that haven't seen like The Matrix or to people that haven't heard of Daft Punk or anything, would you recommend either of these to them? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I, I usually recommend the Animatrix in general. I'd say it's a, it's a good movie. Yeah, it's pretty good. I enjoy it. Like, even even if you have no idea what The Matrix is, which uh, I'm pretty sure a decent amount of kids nowadays probably don't know. Like Kids don't know nothing. Do kids don't know nothing. <laughs> Back in my day, kids knew everything. <laughs> but just uh, basically the entire story is explained in The Animatrix. Literally, like everything that's going on is explained within this little thing. What the yeah. uh, for the Matrix itself? Yeah, yeah. I mean, itself. you could you could honestly watch the Animatrix and then watch the movie and then yeah. I mean, the only thing you wouldn't really get is the thing with Neo calling the guy. Yeah, in that's Kid's it. Story. And that's but even then, it, like you, um, once you, once you've seen like New Renaissance or. Uh, or whatever it's called, yeah, Renaissance you, you Two or whatever. Like you, thing. you get it. It's like somebody that's outside of this matrix. Yeah, like you, you'd probably just be like, "Oh shit!" It was Neo calling that kid after like the first movie. Mm-hmm. That that would be the only thing if you started with the Animatrix. Like it, it's it's inconsequential to the series, and it's good in that, like I mean, it showed off like really nice art art styles, and uh, the stories were really neat. Yeah, the stories are pretty neat. Yeah, I wasn't into some of them, but I still enjoyed them for what they were. I just love that, like the the second Renaissance, because it's my favorite because it adds to the lore in the sense that you get to see why the robots are such dicks, and it's not just that like one day the robots went crazy. It's more like one day the robots got tired of everybody's shit, and uh, <laughs> here we are. And then it it, uh, it it further adds to the final movie with the ending, and I'm not gonna spoil it because. Uh, Nuni and uh, Mark here are probably going to view it later, so I don't Spoil want to... Spoil it! Yeah, so I'm going to no. let them see it, Mark and they will understand what I mean when they get to it. But I, anyone yeah. that has seen the movie, um, it, it adds to it, because, uh, yeah, you get to see that, like, it's like... I don't know how to put it. It's not isolated. It, it affects other people. Yeah, it's not isolated, but, like, in the sense that, like, the end of the movie has a lot to do with the second renaissance itself because it goes to show that like it was like a loop yeah yeah so how do they stay alive outside of the matrix what do they eat they eat food yeah they talk about where do they get the food from yeah they they scavenge for shit Mm. they also but hasn't it been like that for like hundreds of years wouldn't Uh, like all food just be dead well nuni um Uh, for for small details like that, I I usually just don't ask questions and believe in movie magic. Okay. But no, for like. Wouldn't, how how do they walk if they've been in a placenta? For that's like another good question. Years? Why they don't have? A why aren't they like they, a few? Why they don't little... have severe atrophy? Yeah. They talk about it in the first movie. Is I mean I think it's also yeah. because I mean they're being developed in the womb still. That's like the artificial womb, so it's not like they're not using them. It's like they're still. They're being bred and like, you know... But how do they know how to walk if they've never done it before? Because they did it in the Matrix and but they just remember. It's not the they, same. They maintain the, the memories and they're like, oh, I can walk. 
and they talk about it in Sword Art Online. Yeah, well, fuck Sword Art Online. <laughs> it was alright until... It was alright until it shit the bed at the end of part one. <laughs> yeah. And I don't even mean, like, you know, part one was good. I mean, at the end of part one, I was like, I'm done with this. <laughs> but part two, Mike, where they're literally <laughs> just playing the game. Where they're just playing the fucking game. Where they're game. just playing the fucking game. I, I thought it was going to be a decent concept. You know, in the same vein of uh, people are getting killed in a video game. And then um, they solved that and they were like, let's play this video game. I, I, I thought it was, <laughs> like, I thought it was good up until, like, when they started, like, just like making Kirito out to being fucking Jesus. Like, I mean, it was cool. Like, you know, he's super fucking high level and he grinded his way up to doing shit, which is like a lot of times uh, similar occurrence in MMOs that you find. You're like, oh, yeah, if we gang up on this one high level, we're going to fucking murder him. And then you don't. Um, but like, it wasn't that that bothered me. It was more that like, he had like immense plot armor. Like when he was like being tortured by that guy in the ravine and Asuna has to go and save his ass. And he's like fucking like limbless or something like that. I, I I didn't understand any of that that was going on in that entire thing. No, it's okay, Mike. It all makes sense. <laughs> and then the whole thing with the with the fucking the the creator passing himself off as a guild leader, <laughs> and he was just like outright cheating and shit, which I thought was funny because he handed Kirito's ass to himself. He was like, "I'm going to take this shield and ram it up his asshole." and <laughs> like that was fine but then it just shit the bed at yeah, the end and then the whole thing with kirito coming out like when they finally got out of the sequence and he goes with like a tactical knife and he goes all fucking swap person i i couldn't stomach that entire sequence <laughs> no, I was like, kirito this... got stabbed it's uh it's intense i was like this entire sequence is fucking stupid yeah and then it just got worse with the whole uh, fan, the 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 fan girls and everything. I will admit, I love the blacksmith and Silica. They're really fucking cute. The blacksmith and uh, blacksmith, yeah, the pink haired girl. For for a little, for a little bit, I thought when you said the blacksmith, you meant the black guy. And the black like, guy oh, was, was he really that cute? He was a black Jew, and he was cute, Nuni. Fuck you. He was like Kirito. He was like Kirito's best friend and shit. He was like, hey man, I got the best deals. <laughs> I, I liked him, but I, I don't know him. if I'd say he's cute. He's handsome. I liked him because he was a straight Jew about everything. <laughs> he's like, oh, shit, nigga, I get a good price on that. <laughs> like, I, I liked him. He, he was a nice character. And so was the, uh, the, the I forget guy? his, yeah, the red-haired guy, the supporting yeah. cast. Because yeah. he well, was just playing the fucking game with his friends, yeah. and he was slowly getting better. And eventually he got to the point where he was like, you know, uh, he was like, actually, uh, how do I put it, like, I don't even know the word. I can't think right now. But, like, he got to the point to where he could stand on his own and shit. Like, he had his yeah. own group and yeah. they were doing w stuff. When we were watching the anime, like, in the first episode, Mondo, Mondo and I thought that Kirito and that guy were, were gay for each other. It felt like it. it felt like Because, it. like, they were, like, really, really close. Yeah, and... they are like, super into each other for some reason. Yeah, and then he just fucking <laughs> abandons him to join that low-level group and then he gets those people murdered. Which I thought was funny because, like, why couldn't you just fucking tell them you were high level? I mean, yeah. they kicked him out later, but it was like, I mean, in an MMO, I would have been like, look, I'm fucking lonely. <laughs> I'm fucking lonely. <laughs> and you people are low levels. I will grind shit for you if you let me hang out with you. And everything would have been fucking hunky-dory, but he had to go take no, him to a to... dungeon. And they're like, let's go to the secret room. And then they got killed. They got fucking <laughs> moited. Like, <laughs> they got fucking moited. They got moited. And yeah. then the whole thing with Santa Claus and the 
the the not being able to revive people and shit like that that was a little too much for me i was like ah. it was okay yeah it was okay at best for a while and then it just got shit yeah i understand why people hate it yeah so whenever people shit on it i'm like yeah i get it yeah like like i said i mean i will fully admit i was enjoying it for a while it's just i eventually immensely disliked it yeah so anyway, <laughs> if you want to contact us in any way, <laughs> you can reach us at mbtpodcast at gmail.com for email. On Facebook, we are mbtpodcast. On the Twitters, we are Magical Brocast. If you want to check out the list for the actual show, it'll be on in the description. I'll add the links for the stories for the new animes and Marvel and that other bullshit in the description also. And uh, like I said, this will this is just basically uh, not every week, every other week kind of thing. It's just whenever we feel like. I don't think anybody has any ideas. Yeah. Nobody. Uh, nothing at the moment. I had an idea for an anime, but I think that would be better fit for for the actual anime. For the actual, anime for the actual podcast. podcast. So, yeah. yeah. So as far as episode four goes, we'll see when it comes up. And uh, I you mean, might... if anyone has any suggestions, I'm up for it. I mean, same for anybody that wants hey, one of the three viewers that we have that watch this thing. <laughs> there nah. used to be more. There used to be more, but we <laughs> fucked up. We fucked up. We, we ruined the schedule. <laughs> it's okay. We'll earn them back with our <laughs> sick banter and <laughs> our sick banter and dank memes. The dankest fucking memes smells like rotten shit because they're so goddamn old. <laughs> um, I guess you might be able to catch me. At IkiCon, if you're in the Austin area, I'm planning on going over there and uh, just shilling this fucking podcast to shit. And so we're the point to the point where everybody will hate me and they'll come talk shit about the podcast. He's going to have a suit filled with business cards that have the thing on there and it's just going to say, please watch us. Yeah, I'm I'm going to have those little outfit. Uh, That's too much work, Juan. I'll just put on the shirt. Uh, Come on, Eddie. Come on, Eddie. Come on. Come I was just on. gonna get come on. I was just gonna get little you know, those little napkin packs that they have in Japan with like the business information on oh, them. Oh, okay. I yeah. was gonna hand them out and be like Yeah you know, <laughs> bow and just hand them over to them. Okay. And then I'll say Itadakimas and they'll be like, What the fuck? Am I supposed to eat this? <laughs> <laughs> It's okay, no. Nunu. We'll, we'll get better with advertisement eventually. Yeah, we'll, we'll find someone that knows how to do advertisement. No, nah, no, nah, fuck that. There's we got to do it on our own. Yeah. How are we supposed to grow our business? Exactly. This is a business, and we're shilling ourselves. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Any last words before I stop this? Uh, no, I, I, I've said quite a lot today. I'll catch you guys later. Sweet taste of death and take a deep breath for the sweet taste of death.